podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Eddie Gibbs and welcome once again to Off The Wall, the podcast here on Anfield Index, where we like to give you a small flavour of some of the content available on the paywall side of our channel over at Anfield Index Pro, or AI Pro as we like to call it. Now with the international break, uh, there's been a lot of doom and gloom obviously, uh, it's not one that I think Jurgen Klopp's going to look back on too favourably and uh, we've tried to keep the content as insightful and engaging as possible, lots of listener questions uh, over on AI Pro this uh this week on various different shows and I'll, I'll cover some of them in a minute moment but what we're going to give you today is another full show from AI Pro and it was one that was recorded from our Scouser Tommy series it had Jim Boardman hosting and posing questions to Gags Tandon and it was all about the new documentary that's going to come out at the end of November is called The End of the Storm. Now, there have already been a couple of documentaries uh, focusing on that incredible 1920 season. The BBC had one and uh, LFC TV did their own one as well. Now, I've watched this one. We got a pre-release of it and uh, Gags and Jim are going to run you through uh, through their thoughts on it in just a moment. But it truly is the definitive documentary on, on an incredible season. And I'm sure it's the one that people will retain as a keepsake and look back on uh, with excitement for many years to come and Jurgen Klopp was absolutely the star of the show on this uh, on this documentary and if you weren't already uh, in love with the German you you certainly will be after after watching this it just shows how perfect he is as a manager for our club and uh, obviously in the footsteps of uh, Sir Kenny Dalglish as well and I spoke to Sir Kenny this week uh, and he's watched the film as well and he was absolutely in awe of how uh, how impressive a job they did obviously he does feature in the film so he was aware that his interviews and his segments would be included but he was uh, he, he was really impressed with how well the, the film was put together and how his parts were used so I do encourage all Liverpool fans to look out for that I think it's available for pre-order on Amazon right now it's called The End of the Storm as I say and uh, it's certainly one to look forward to and we put on that uh, Christmas list. Now, what else have we had on AI Pro of late? Well, first up, I'd draw your attention to Money Talks, the podcast that I hosted alongside our, our money man, Mr. Mo Chatra, and we covered a whole range of subjects on that show. And uh, I know it's a popular show on the channel. People do like to hear Mo's views on the finances surrounding Liverpool and uh, and the wider picture of football. So do go and have a listen to that. We cover things like the new training ground. We cover talk about this merger, this potential merger between FSG and Red Bull. There's also talk on the European Super League. There's talk on the uh, the fantasy, if you like, of a Kylian Mbappe signing uh, this summer. There's talk obviously on whether Liverpool will go into the, the transfer market in January and sign a centre-back or maybe even two. And we also talk about the uh, Anfield Road expansion as well. So uh, money talks, go have a listen to that one. There's also uh, AI Scouted on Europe's big leagues. Uh, Dave Hendrick and Carl Matchett did a, did a deep dive, if you like, on all of the big clubs around Europe and where they're sitting in their leagues just now. I, I just listened to that one myself uh, just before recording this for you and uh, I really did enjoy it. It's as someone who doesn't watch a lot of football outside the Premier League and outside Liverpool, it's always great to hear shows like that because they, they do give you an insight into what's going on in these uh, in these leagues around Europe. And uh, for me, I, I actually learned quite a lot just listening to the show. So AI scouted Europe's big leagues. And those guys will be back before the Leicester City game once uh, 
the team picture, if you like, uh, once we define if Liverpool have a 11 players standing, they will uh, they will be back to preview the Leicester City game as well. Uh, the other preview show that we'll have out is Rival Recon. Obviously, Harry Setti will be uh, sitting down with a Leicester City fan and getting that sort of view from behind enemy lines. We'll also have uh, Guy Drinkle with his uh, rotation of musical chair guests, and they'll be dissecting Jurgen Klopp's press conference, which not from Millwood, but from Kirby uh, on Friday at some point. So look out for that show as well. And the other show I drew your attention to was released last night. It was uh, our flagship stat show, Under Pressure, and Dan Rhodes hosted that one. No, he didn't. It was Dan Kennett, actually. Excuse, uh, excuse the error there, uh, Rhodesy. Uh, Dan Kennett hosted that one alongside uh, Simon Brundish and Dan Rhodes, and they took a whole load of questions. And the deep dive on Bobby Firmino was absolutely fascinating. I'm sure any Liverpool fan will love to listen to them take that deep dive into the numbers there and find out what's really going on with Bobby Firmino and what we might see happen that happen next with him. So I hear you thinking, oh, how do I get hold of all this content and start listening right away? Well, that's very, very easy to do. All you have to do is... Uh, Sign up for a seven-day free trial. We offer full access to all the archives of AI Pro uh, free for seven days. And to do that, you just go to anfieldindexpro.com. There is absolutely zero obligation to continue out with that seven days. And you can load AI Pro on all of your favorite podcast apps and devices. We provide full instructions on how to do that. And of course, if you don't want the, the service to continue after the trial, you can cancel at any point. We obviously hope you will stick around and... Uh, Become a become a a, a, a long term subscriber of AI Pro, and the cost to that is only four pounds ninety nine per month, or thirty nine pounds ninety nine per year. There really is some great value in the uh, sort of seven to ten shows that we release on the paywall side every week. I'd also draw your attention to AnfieldIndex.shop. This is our fast growing retail store. We have some official LFC merchandise in there, and we have those lovely Premier League champions sleeve badges, those gold badges that you see the players dawn on their uh, on their shirts they can be ironed onto your kit at home and they're very low cost so head to anfieldindex.shop for those there's also our bespoke range of t-shirts and prints uh hoodies and caps and all, all those goodies that we've had a uh, custom design nina calza puts uh, a lot of work into that so do go and check out the range uh, there's also gift vouchers thinking ahead to the festive season and uh, the joy that christmas will likely bring to many in this uh rather troubling uh, year that we've had and uh you can, as an Anfield Index listener, get a discount on everything we have on AnfieldIndex.shop. The coupon is AIPRO10, so that's AIPRO10, and that will get you 10% off absolutely everything. And if you do buy anything from uh, from AnfieldIndex.shop, do let us know on the socials, of course. We are on uh, Twitter, at Anfield Index, or at Anfield Index Pro. There is also Facebook. You just have to search for Anfield Index there. Of course, we do have our Discord community, which I mention on every one of these shows. And it's, it's just bustling. It's such a good community to be part of just now. You can sign up completely free to join our Discord community. It really is worth your while. Anfieldindex.com forward slash Discord, which is D-I-S-C-O-R-D. I will see you in there. Let's not delay you any further. Let's give you uh, the Scouser Tommy show reviewing the movie The End of the Storm. It's Jim Boardman with Gags Tammy. Hello and welcome to another episode of Scouser Tommy's, another special episode of Scouser Tommy's. And I'm with the podfather himself. I'm with Gags. Uh, hi, Gags. How are you doing? Not too well, actually. How are you, mate? Long time. Oh, okay. so actually, it's not been a long time. We spoke a few months ago, didn't we? We did, but the trouble is, like, time's lost all kind of... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. you know, there's no reaction. You can't tell. There's something that happened last week that feels months ago, and something happened this morning. You know, you know, everything feels like feels wrong, doesn't it? Time wise, very true, mate. And right now, right in the middle, as we're recording this, of an international break, another wasted, another wasted couple of weeks. A bit of a break for us in some ways, but um, a bit of a, a bit of a sort of annoying thing in a way as well because we've not got our footy to look forward to so the reason we're doing this is actually you and i were lucky because we got something else to spend 90 minutes doing didn't we um and that is we got the chance we got um an early look at a very special documentary that's coming out soon that's um it's got the full backing of the club full backing of liverpool fc it's called the end of the storm and it basically goes through um goes through last season which uh as you might remember, wasn't wasn't a bad season for Liverpool, was it? No, the um, longest season in history as well for a football season. Um, it went, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and it's it, so so. This this new film, it's called The End of the Storm. It's directed by James Erskine, who's won. Uh, sorry, he's been nominated for Emmys. Um, it's going to be. Um, it's classed as a, a celebration of team spirit, tactical genius, and belief, and it's going to be available to own on digital dvd and blu-ray from the end of the month from the 30th of november but that's the that's the sort of official line on it i think we'd like to give our take on it and i think um if you could sum it up in a couple of sentences uh how how it, how it came across to you the film what what would you say about it i think it's the best um documentary that's been released on us winning the league after so long and it's very fitting to have like the others had Kenny as well, but this was this was a bit more professional, wasn't it? It was a bit more. It just felt better having Kenny sitting there speak like, and and then having Klopp speak and narrate, or, or guide us, shall I say, with the players? But mostly Klopp guided us through the year with his view. That that's special, you know, that's special. I know he's had his own documentary and he's had, but this was um, this was, I think, production value a little bit higher than what we've seen already, so. Um and 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 obviously a take from all around the world, uh, which is which is fantastic. So yeah, I, th- I think it's the best one uh, that we've seen so far, and uh, I, I think it'll take something to beat this documentary and feature length as well, Jim. One hour yeah. forty minutes, you know, so one yeah. and a half hours, whichever way you want to say. It, it's a it's it's a delight, you know, to own. I think this one. I think um, I was watching it as well, and I was thinking to myself, this should have been on the cinema. And I think there's probably a lot of stuff I've seen um, either on the iPad or on the TV at home this year that should have been on the cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it couldn't be because of COVID. And I think, you know, I just feel this would be amazing in the cinema. Um, it feels like, and I don't know, I don't know we're biased. I know the the, the subject matter, the uh, the plot, if you like, one that we uh, that we're all rather fond of. Um, but even so, as you say, the way it was produced was was outstanding. Um, it's, it's proper top quality stuff. Um, it's going to be out on DVD soon. It's going to be on Sky next year as well. I wouldn't wait until it comes on Sky. I'll try and get your hands on a copy before that. It does. Um, you do mention about it being narrated, and in a way, it isn't really narrated at all, is it? There's no, no. Um, there's no voiceover. There's no narrator. It kind of the story tells itself really with the help of Clark, it's just guided, Kenny, I'd and say. other players. It's yeah. Guided, yeah. Um, and it and it it kind of um, I think what I like about it was it doesn't um, it doesn't dwell too much on the stuff that happened outside of the season or the non-league stuff like the not non-league um, the the stuff outside of the Premier League that happened in the season it really does focus on winning that league um, but to start with it does bring um, does bring Klopp into it in his early days um, and I found it interesting when he was talking about. Um, 
just after he'd started at the club and we were playing away at Spurs and he was stood, as he does, stood, uh, stands on the pitch watching the other side warm up. Um, and he just thought, Great did you, do you remember the line he said? Um, we lost it, already. I'd never seen a team like this that had already lost. Yeah, you know, he said we all. It's scary to think as a manager, you know. Imagine. Yeah. Like... He said we all look, we all look like Captain Picard. Um... <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that's his like that's his early impressions of being at the club, and you think surprising he didn't run away then and just see you know is there a way out of this this contract? Um, he looked no, at, he looked he at the opposition do. though and saw winners, you know, yeah. in terms of spares and and saw a team really hungry. And then looked at his own, and he thought, "We've already lost." He literally thought we'd already lost. Yeah. By looking at them, and that's that just uh, puts it into perspective uh, how far the teams come, you know, in that five years. And and this end of the storm documentary is taking you to a point where we're just a different animal, aren't we? We are, and I think one of the um, another another note I took was. Um... Van Dyke was talking about um, dealing with pressure, and he said a lot of what what happens here, a lot of it is mentally how we deal with it under pressure. Um, and then they showed some exercises that they did. Um, I'm presuming this was um, pre-season, um, just before the before the start of that season, um, with a German um, Surf surfing oh, world champion wow. um, breathing amazing. exercises. Yeah, that was amazing, and I and I've read about that somewhere before, but. Um, they just they just put into again they just the insight there is superb in terms of not everybody would read this stuff nobody would know this stuff but you know the amount of he pointed out that any kind of error on his part would mean death for him yes and that's that's quite that's quite a lot of pressure so it again it puts it into perspective for a player to to play without fear for one, as yeah. much, because you, you're thinking about this guy who's got this much pressure on, yet he can still produce. And then they took it to the exercises in, in, in the cold water to hold your breath. And I think, you know, I think Van Dyke said he, he only took 30, it took, you know, he held for 30 seconds, but just a couple of tips. And most of the squad were doing three minutes underwater. Yeah. Because it's unbelievable. It, just, just freaky stuff. And that's the type of thing that, he, obviously, the surfer has to do and know because he could be underwater for quite a while. So he's got to, he's got to have those techniques ready and not panic and stuff. And it's all about not panicking, isn't it? And, and that's a massive thing to have in football. Yeah, if you can yeah. breathe, and and I think Jim, as we go along, I think in life and when we get older, breathing techniques and breathing exercises so important for your well being. Yeah, you know, that's something I realised anyway, and so 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 vital to relax and to not feel the pressure. It's the same for everyone, really, and it's yeah. and, and that's what they're just applying into football here. That yeah. you learn these techniques, breathe better, relax, play at optimal level. Wow, I mean that's the that's the lesson I got from it. That's what I yeah. took from it, rather than they didn't quite say that, but mm. that's what you, I took anyway. It is, and it's like, um, and when you think about it, like when we talk about breathing and things like that, it's um, having a bad day at work or in life or wherever, and if you can just stop a moment and just concentrate on your breathing a little bit, you know, just calm yourself down, maybe close your eyes for a minute and, mm. you know, recover from where you are. We're talking about these players, you know, 
reacting in the middle of a high pressure game, just like the surfer has to react in the middle of this sort of amazing wave that's going to kill him if he doesn't watch what he's doing. Um, you know, it, it's it's this ability to kind of to be in, to be in control, to still be switched on, but to still be calm and to still know what's around them. And um, and I think when you look at how instinctively Liverpool play at times, this this kind of thing, these little attentions, the little tiny attention to detail in all these little ways. The old build to this um, to this this machine that Liverpool became um, last season, really. I mean, I think they were becoming a machine, but I don't know what it is. Last season, it feels like it went it went up another level, as if that that defeat in the Champions League the year before got them into the Champions League winning ways. That then propelled them to this because um, there's a lot of cover, only a little bit, but there's enough coverage of of the Open Top Tour, which we didn't get after the league title, but the one we got after the Champions League, um, and what that meant to the players. Um, Klopp got them to that though now that he's got them to that and they've had that they can feel hungry for more things but Klopp got them to that and I don't think we appreciate sometimes what he had to do to get them there No, and they go through that don't they they go through right at the start the signings and I'm surprised I didn't mention Salah as a signing, signing in this bit but I think they focused on only those that were contributing into the um, documentary itself so you know um, Alisson and Mane and uh, Van Dijk, you know, they were three of the guys that they focused on with with interviews, didn't they? Um, yes. So they went through those players joining the club and and being a part of, you know, that that change, and it was massive. It was massive. It just, I mean, the keeper, the the the, the one of the funny things from Alisson's intro when he said, "I picked up the phone when his first phone call," and and obviously I didn't speak very English very well. And the first thing he, Klopp did was just laugh. So then I just looked at him and laughed back. And that was it. All we did was laugh. I was like, what the hell? But obviously, it, we're probably spoiling a lot for you here. But yeah, um, there's there's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of good little tidbits, you know, that probably you didn't know or you didn't see before. Uh, I was a bit disappointed they didn't do more back behind the scenes after the celebrations. It was all the same stuff on LFC TV. But um, still, still, a lot of stuff in the interviews and, stuff, and the players was really good um you know I, I really enjoyed it i think it, it it also serves as a i mean there is an end of season dvd as well which you can buy at the moment i think i was um, saying that too I, i've got through yeah. um but obviously that's totally different isn't it the, the end of that's, season review is literally every single goal and yeah, it's all in chronological through, order oh man, but exactly and that's a great point because this one there was a little bit of rewinding i don't know if you remember the adrian bit where yeah. they got to the first game, Norwich game, and then they were saying, and then they were showing how important Alisson was because they just talked about him as well. He's making yeah. some saves or diving and stuff, and then all of a sudden he gets the injury, and then he goes, "Now I'm in trouble." Klopp goes, "This is a really difficult period for me," and then, yeah. and then he goes, "Because just two weeks before," and then they just literally do a rewind, which was so yeah. cool because you know they then tell the story of what happened there, and it it was just re- like like you said earlier really well produced like a movie just like you would probably see something in a film you know where they're they're trying to just tell you what happened two weeks earlier or something like that it was literally just like that so i appreciated little bits like that i really think they use the um they use the the sort of comic strip thing which you'll see you see what we mean i think the, the first use of that was to explain about ali going out and adrian coming in yeah um and it was a clever way to do things. It was a clever way to link things together, um, you know. And in a way, it kind of, kind of makes me think about how we see these players as superheroes. It didn't use it that way, no. um, 
But, you know, in a way, they are comic book characters in that sense. They to did. Us. They tried to depict some of Klopp's early days with some with some comic, I think, as well, or at least yes. in Bundesliga. So because they didn't want to use, I think, the pictures of the video, maybe they didn't have the rights, but they used the comic strip type of cartoony type, you know, anim, animation type feel to it. Well, it wasn't animated, actually. It was literally comic strip, you know, still stuff. Yeah. So and then they did that with Trent's childhood as well in school. So they did loads of things where you've been telling you've been told a story by the player or the person and they're putting it in to a into a visual for you which is yeah. a very cool touch you're right Absolutely. yeah rather than having some well-known voice saying and 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 trent was at a school doing this that and the other and then you know they show you this it's just it is clever um the whole thing's clever and i think Klopp. um I mean, i took notes various notes and i won't i won't sort of read out everything I wrote down because it will spoil it all for you. But um I think most of the notes I wrote were from Klopp. I think Klopp did a lot of the speaking. He um but he's but he's got so much to say that's so interesting. Yeah. And when you think about it, all of this was done just for this this documentary. These well okay, there were some interviews from from the end of games and things like that, but most of the dialogue from Klopp was done for this yeah. um for this Especially. film. Probably all in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Um but he just opened up so much about things. Um I mean I love the way he talked about um when people talk about us being an attacking side and stuff, and he's saying, and this this will fit in with being, bringing Van Dyke in and bringing Ali in, um, defending is extremely important. You can only feel free in life if you have some kind of protection. And what I want us to be is feeling completely free, because because whatever we make, mistake we make, there's at least one, two, three guys who'll come and sort that out in the first instance, because we want as many players as possible who can completely focus on the offensive situation. Um, and it kind of sums us up, I think. That there's that thing that when we're playing, we are like animals in a way. We're sort of, you know, we're hunting in packs and things like that. We we have a player go through, we're out of position. You know, you can imagine the sort of old-fashioned commentators fuming that this this fullback so far forward, or uh, you know, this 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 central defender's in the other half of the pitch. But the thing is, they all know this is what's going on. This is what they're trained to do. Um, he also talks about pressing as well. I think I think he said something along the lines of that. Although people think that pressing is an intensive game, um, an intensive way to play, it actually means you do less running in a way um, because you do a quick, short sprint to get the ball back as opposed to the whole team sprinting back to go and retrieve the ball from the other yeah. end of the pitch. Um, and the, and it's full of gems like this. I mean, that's just a couple of things. There's just so many gems like this um, that come through. Um, yeah, his <clears throat> stuff with his dad, all of that stuff. It's just really interesting when he talks about his childhood and... You know, you've probably heard some of it before, but not all of it. And it's, I thought it was, like you said, it's insightful and it's uh, interesting to know. I think with Klopp as well, there's points in this where they show his anger, especially at Chaudhry, the Leicester player, when he when he hacks down Mo, and you could yeah. say, and he literally just calls him out. <laughs> he literally just, <laughs> no, I, he doesn't pull any punches. He just calls him out. <laughs> yeah, says, yeah, I wasn't happy about that at all. You know, and said, that's um, that's ideal, yeah. you know. And that's the thing is, I think he's not happy about that because that's not that's not one he would go mad if one of his players did that. I mean, don't get me wrong, players do foul other players. You do lose yourself sometimes and going a bit heavier than you want. But there's no sort of real intent from Liverpool to go out and hurt someone. But there are clubs that have players and managers that go out that way. I'm sure we we'll all agree with that. I'm sure. Um, maybe we'll. After the after a, a derby game, will maybe overreact a little bit about who does it, but I don't think Klopp's got it in his in his sort of book anywhere that he wants players to go out and hurt another player. Um, 
And I think because that player had done it a couple of weeks before as well, in Klopp's eyes, what on earth are you doing? This isn't how you play football. Um, and this is the other thing about it. He just doesn't just want to win. He wants to win nice. He wants to win beautifully. He wants to win, um, you know, in a way that he's proud of winning, you know, that we can all be proud to be part of. And I think that comes across as well, how much he loves the game. Totally agree. Totally agree. I think um, it moves on then to the captain, doesn't it? Who they, they bring yeah. in, which is interesting. Because um, I think one of the clever things they did was they linked the link with Kenny. For, yes. for Hendo, because obviously when it comes to the end, it's Kenny who's giving him the the trophy, and he mentions that that he brought me to the club. Yeah. And uh, I think the Hendo story, I think mostly everybody would know, but it was interesting to hear from him how emotional he is and how emotional he got on the pitch, especially when he didn't do well early on. It would it would it would affect him. It's like if you think about a poker player, um, they tilt. If they're losing or if they're something, they get beaten. I don't know if people know about the concept of tilting, but normally it's when they you lose control of yourself emotionally or, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In poker, it's emotionally, so you kind of make bad decisions. And it, I think that's what struck me was that he was getting emotional on the pitch. That then affects your game, Yeah, you know. And he, he, got, he, he stresses again, going back to Klopp, that it was Klopp that brought this to his game to be able to just control himself yeah. you know yeah. and, and that, that again massive isn't it we forget how young he was as well i think he was 19, 19 wasn't he yeah, when he when he joined the club and you forget that um you forget how long he's been with us um and they showed a little bit of footage just just those early days when he first signed for kenny and i can remember the times that that jordan would put his hands up and apologize um and Kenny said that he did, he would take it all on himself, that if he'd made a mistake, it was all his fault and that, um, you know, he, he, he'd get too wound up by what he'd done, too upset with himself. Um, and as Kenny put it, he just needed a cuddle sometimes. Mm. It was really good. Really good to see in here that those things. But again, you see the, then the difference that, that Klopp's bought. Yeah, because you know. now you've got you've got the Trent Alexander-Arnold being the, the, the young player in the side. Um, and Jordan Henderson being the one that's kind of looking after him, but you don't see, um, you don't see Trent having that same kind of nervousness. No, he's bought into an Henderson era. Had. He's bought into a squad in an era where that's controlled. Yes, that's taught. Yeah. And I, I, I think when you talk about again, this is not in the documentary, but us talking about it. When you look look at it and you you, you try and understand what's going on then at the club. This is why they're a step ahead of everybody else. This is why their performances, especially last season, where they went on a flipping crazy run. Well, well let's play, say it was, what, 102 out of 104 points or something out of their last 104. They'd only dropped that to Man United. And that kind of record, almost going a season, you know, or was it 112 over 114? I can't remember how far they got. Yeah. But they got close to playing... 38 games and winning, you know, 36, 35, 36 of them, which is unheard of, unheard of. Yeah. And to be able to pull that kind of performance out, there's got to be this type of stuff we're talking about here, the breathing techniques, the the techniques to be calm, cool, collective, everything. It just... There was a bit about... There was a bit about changing the routines to fit in with the needs of these Muslim players. Oh, um, man, that, hurt. It, that, that really struck something with me, man. 
Yeah, that, I mean, that, it, that was beautiful, dude. Yeah. Such a massive point in the in the documentary that he said, you know, Mo and Marnie have to wash themselves uh, prior to the uh, straight after, you know, um, the warm up. Oh, they have the warm up and everything, and yeah, stuff like that, and that means that they need two minutes or they need five minutes. So we have to change our our you know our routines to start. You know, you, you know, we have to save that time in the warm up. I mean, yeah. Maybe go, we we go a bit earlier and we leave, yeah. leave a bit sooner than what we do. Which manager would do that normally? I don't. It's the way he says it. It's like there's no problem for us to do that. It's yeah. only a couple of minutes. We'll do that because that yeah. means so much to you. But, but those dude, plays must felt sky high after that. How? Just coming from my own experiences in this country, right? Yeah. And when I was a kid, you know, some of my teachers used to refuse to say my name properly right because they couldn't pronounce it so they'd call me an english name they'd, they'd call me george rather than gagan because yeah. they couldn't say gagan right so you know that type of stuff used to hurt me because they yeah, couldn't bend a little bit for me you know what i mean so wouldn't when even, i see wouldn't even try i mean they you, wouldn't you, even you, try you, you got and, it wrong but tried that's different isn't it but i know things try. are changing but you know this is a manager who's not from england as well yeah. And 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 his thinking is way more modern and flexible. And well, it's human. He's just a human. He's just a normal human, as a normal human should be, a good human. Whereas you know, I don't see other managers that would probably make that sacrifice. No, no, no. You you go a bit early. Oh, you got to get washed before we go out. You know, I would. I don't think people would make that. Maybe I'm being wrong here and judgmental. No, I I, I I can imagine a good few. Um, in the so Premier League, probably now, yeah. Premier League managers down the years that would have been, to be F quite off. horrible, would have been saying disgusting stuff about the players when they were out of the way getting the washes. Or, you know, it would have been, if, he, if he's out of the way, you know, he just doesn't say Snide this remark, you know, here or there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, I um, agree with you, mate. It's such a massive point. And again, when I when when he said that to me, something melted in me. <laughs> yeah. I had a lump in my throat. And I'm I'm not a Muslim, but what I do is I respect that you know i respect that there is um a change there is there is this manager has that in him that he will take everything into account and respect so respect yeah. man and you know you give that respect you get it back in abundance they yeah, exactly. go through a no, war what, for him what do you need what do you need to, to do your job better for me as a player you know what little things do you need what what tiny little tweaks can i make that'll just make you feel so much better take so many little bits of worry off your head so many little bits of stress out your system and there you are that straight away and i think as well as that i mean i think he used the phrase we are so much multi-culty he called it oh, um, yeah it's funny because <laughs> it's a clopism <laughs> yeah it's, it's just a how he's stated as well uh, <laughs> But the thing is, all through the documentary, it's, it's showing us fans from all around the world, and that's the bit I love as well about it. Because I've, I've not, I've said it time and time again. Um, I was lucky; I was born on the doorstep of Anfield. I've, I've lived nearby all my life. I've been able to go to games, you know, money money permitting. I've had no sort of geographical issues getting to a game and things like that. So I've really been lucky. But there's fans all around the world that love the club and love we Liverpool. Give someone different a shout ways. out for this, really. Paul, Paul Rogers, remember Paul Rogers? Yes. So yes. Paul Rogers was the guy that actually acknowledged this first and at the club and started to um, make Twitter accounts for each country, you know, yes. make for the fan club, you know, to, to support us clubs and reaching out and, and really organising and getting in touch and, and, you know, having that 
that connection and making that connection and making them feel a part of the club. And um, to be honest, I took inspiration from that for Anfield Linux myself, and that's why I created those international podcasts. So piggybacked off what Paul was doing at the yes. club and going out and reaching out to these supporters groups or people that followed them and included them in the Anfield Index, gave them a voice and really wanted to be diverse. Obviously, biggest thing in one of the biggest things in my life was a diverse world and uh, a, a wanting an equal opportunity, you know, with everything. Um, yeah. give, and so giving that, from my point of view, being in the position that I was as a fan, uh, I loved it. I loved it. And I loved that from Paul. And, you know, he, he was a visionary for me in that way. And everybody has piggybacked in the end. Um, I, I've got no, I have no shame in saying that, you know, I'm not ashamed of piggybacking on that. That was a brilliant idea from him. And it was something that was in the back of my mind, but had no idea to do. And Well, that's the thing, though. Yeah. I don't think Paul ever would have had a problem with you doing that. I think Paul would have been, you oh, know, yeah. Oh, you know, it wasn't like I stole anything wanted. off him. It, it, it just, yeah, it's just you know. that I wanted to expand AI. And I thought it was a, it was an yeah. ideal way to give fans a voice that, let's be honest, they took a lot of stick. You know, and and I hope I hope people that watch this don't look at it and think, Oh, why did the people in India get more time? Why did the guys in Brazil or in, you know, China or whatever get more you know what? get more get How more long's... voice? Because did you notice they were equal footing with the scouser? It wasn't yes. like he got more space or more time. You know, it no. was equal. It was it was brilliant. Honestly, that that kind of what you're giving there to the viewer, and I hope people don't say, oh, I didn't like it because it was fans that, from different countries. I loved it. I loved were, that they were waking up at two in the morning with an alarm on to go and watch a game and just commitment. The, the Indian family struck me as it, as he'd supported Liverpool when he had years. to listen to it on the radio. Yeah, yeah. You know, years and years and years and yeah. years. And he actually said he'd die happy now that they've won the league. And, Unbelievable. Um, I'll be honest with you, there's a few parts in the film um, where I maybe had something in my eye. Yeah, um, totally, honestly, I'll tell you that now. I mean, it's been a it's been a, a strange year, 2020, and I think um, if there's one thing I would say about this film, it's it's a good souvenir of 2020 with all the horrors that we've had this year. Personally, people have had personal horrors going on, um, and and as a as a world and as a nation, we've had horrors going on. But this is something from 2020 that you could. You know, you could take and you could put somewhere and look back on fondly because it's the one massive shining light of 2020, and now they, they've made a film of it. Mate, Wu Han supporters club. Yes, I couldn't believe it. Like, <laughs> that is so ace. Like, wow, that yeah. is. I did not expect that at all. And the lad's nope. watching it, in, and he's locked down way before us. Yeah. He's locked and down he's like saying... two months before us. Because he's saying, oh, um, so when it, we're in lockdown, but for 90 minutes, I could shut out the world. Yeah. Um, forget about the lockdown and the fears of the virus and all the other stuff that's going on. For 90 minutes, I could and forget all that. how many people died Watch that he map. knew? You know. How many family members that were old that he knew that died and stuff? Just, yeah. you know, or at least that he thought would, was, was how he was putting it. It was just scary. Scary, man. But yeah, yeah. just again, another part of it that, However, they found that, or you know, just so brilliant, so brilliantly done. Because you just sit there and go, "What? What the yeah. heck?" And the Egyptian kinda, fans as well, crazy, yes. so good. Yeah. I'm, I'm not Egyptian fans because, oh, I like Mo Salah. I'll now support Liverpool. It's Egyptian fans who've been Egyptian fans for a long time, and yeah. 
Um, you know, he's managed to get his son interested in the game now because I know, and even now, a lot of fathers find it hard to get the kids into football because it's it's not as accessible as it used to be, or maybe, you know. But I think we all know once you've had that little um, that little catalyst that gets you into the game, you're into it, then aren't you? Um, but the, these these aren't sort of. I don't know. I, we've we've covered it before. I mean, I hate people talking about tourists and things like that in such derogatory terms when people support Liverpool. I mean, the passion. We didn't see the passion as such. I will say that because these were kind of we weren't being showed footage of Liverpool winning the league while they were watching in their different countries. Where we were sort of showing them, uh, we were showing them watching stuff back. I would say, but that's fine because you can I, sense. I, I agree. Passion, it wasn't so. uh, authentic because yeah. I think they'd be going nuts if it was live. If they were yeah. recording them scoring a goal live, they'd literally be going fucking mental. Yeah. I mean, it, third place wouldn't be getting any footage in yeah, the way they know. Years, you know. Uh, yeah. it's, but the, and I like just, you said, I just it's think... fine. You've got to do what you've got to do for the for the documentary. So yeah. I, I thought it was, I thought it worked well. It wasn't something that you'd just, you'd point out and say it was a flaw or anything. It worked well, I thought. They still did it well. I think when you look at the Wuhan fan um, and lockdown for him, everything's gone, but at least I've got the football. And then it gets turned on. That's turned on its head to what we had because, you know, everything's gone, including the football when, when lockdown kicked in for oh, us. Wow. Um, I mean, we saw each other at that last game, didn't we, before lockdown? And it was just like a few days Jim. later, really. It was That's all. crazy, Jim. I didn't it even was remember all that, yeah. Yeah. Um, that Letico game. But of course, um, what they did really well was they showed the little period of time where people were saying um, those three words that we heard so much of. Null and void. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the players' reactions as well, that they were they were so gutted because they knew that it wasn't as important as everything else in the world, but they were so gutted, like, Hendo's yeah. words, that I wanted to do this. This is my dream all my life. You're taking it away from me. He looked you... close to tears as he was saying all that. Yeah. And um, I'm so glad, so glad that it came back. Oh. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think it, it it had to happen. I always thought it was going to happen, but I mean, the, it, the there's the reminders of that time when we didn't know what was going to happen, and you know, I think as I said, I think throughout the film, there's little things that you kind of forgot about, as well as things that you didn't know about. Mm. Um, it gets you back to how you felt yourself at that time. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that, and not with all due respect, I don't think a standard end, you know, season review video will ever do that for you. No, uh, not at all. I don't, no. I don't. I don't think you don't get any emotion. I, to be honest, when I was watching the season re- review, the only bit that got me going was similar to this one, where that that period came where you know it was Spurs. I mean, it didn't go through the Spurs game here, but that 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 busy period after the World Club, the Club World Club Cup. Club World Cup win, yeah. That is that in the in the season review, and we can plug that as well. That's available on Amazon. Go and check it out, folks. For yes, for for, for them because they, I, I was sent a copy of that out as well. Thank uh, thank you very much, guys, for that. And I think that is still worth having because that's one you can like properly when you, you know, watch cheer that to and phase from. And the beautiful thing is that they do show the the Club World Cup stuff as well properly. But then the Leicester yeah. game on. Just watching from there onwards all the way up to when we beat United. It's the only time where we actually feel like whilst we were in the stadiums that we won the league. You know, that's that's the only time where as a fan base, we could have said post United game, we we felt that buzz. We felt that, you know, this is it moment and we had it 
and and it's because it's because we faced and I put it on Twitter the other day because I got really emotional about it when I was talking about it but we faced something like Leicester, uh, Sheffield United, Tottenham, Sheffield United again or something like that or no 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 that, no, that what was it Leicester, Wolves, Sheffield United, Spurs, Wolves again, then Man United and it was yeah. all Man United then Wolves but that is a that, at that point in time was a real tough stretch of six Premier League games back to back, right? Yes. And we won every single one of them. Yeah. We won every one and everyone in the league was like, they're going to slip up, they're going to slip up, they're going to slip up. I remember feeling it. And I remember yeah. people on Twitter saying, how many points, guys, out of this? How many points? And people are like, oh, we'll probably draw about three of them, four of them, yeah. you know, and this and that. We won every single one. We won the ones before. The lockdown yeah. as well. We won the ones in in Doha as well. We literally went on a 10-15 game win streak since since Man United. Oh my god! Oh, you know, you, you just when you mention in... the World Cup, oh, I, I agree. And don't forget as well, every single time we played one of those games, the team we were playing wanted to be the team that ended it for us. Yeah, you know, they were putting an extra fifty percent or whatever, an extra ten percent onto what they were doing, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of focus onto what they were doing. It's like a mini final for lots of them in lots of those games. It meant that much to them to 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 sort of, you know, just knock us off our stride a little bit. Um, I also thought it was interesting what he said about the World Club Cup. They didn't go into it in loads of detail, but they did show it. Um, that they showed the the coverage of people saying we shouldn't be playing in it, we should be binning it, um, we're not showing respect yeah. to the League Cup, um, <laughs> which was hilarious because he says we're out there representing Liverpool and Europe, and I thought it was telling that he said Liverpool and Europe, not Liverpool, England and Europe, yeah. Liverpool and Europe, um, and then he, he shows he what it means now. to Bobby. I reckon and, uh, he I'll... himself feels now, Jim, that Liverpool is separate to England. Yeah, he understands. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like an island in the middle of England, isn't it? Basically, <laughs> um, or on the edge. But <laughs> again, they showed how it, what it means in Brazil because you forget that this isn't this is a massive tournament to Brazilian fans. Um, and Ali and Bobby had grown up watching that. Um, you know, the, the the predecessors of that tournament meaning so much to teams they knew. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I've written, you know, it was that. Then we came home and hammered Leicester, which I think was, as you were saying, that was the start of that that spell where it just went crazy, didn't it? And it felt like we're doing this. Yeah, he said to um, he said on the documentary as well when he said, uh, "I spoke to Ali," and Ali said, "No, boss." Well, you know, he he said, "I spoke to Ali about whether we should, you know, what what do you think? What do you think we should do?" As as a manager, we'd probably just ask, you know, what's your thoughts? And he probably knew that Ali's going to say, "I want to win that." And yes. um, Ali just came back and said, no, 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 no. He goes, Ali told all the boys, no, no, no. We've got to win this. We've got to win this. We've got to win this trophy. We yeah. have to win this trophy. This is a trophy I want to win. And he goes, when you talk about the Brazilian boys, this is a world champ. They literally are treating this as a world championship. Yes. Legit world championship. They grew up watching this as a legitimate, we play Europe. We want to win. We want to beat the best in Europe to win this trophy. You know, and that was their goal. That yes. was their dream. Brazil, if you think about it, World Cup trophies, anything on the world stage, yeah. they want to win that. They've got, they've got, you know, that prestige, that heritage of trying to be the best, always. And and they still got the passion. Whereas I think over yeah, here now, we've got there's too much cynicism. There's too many people who kind of ruin the game the way they talk about it, and the 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 way they talked about the League Cup being so much more important than the world 
you know the the World Cup for clubs basically is shows um, how lost a lot of football coverage has got in this country at times. Um, I mean, the League Cup was great. Liverpool won it loads. Um, it was one of my favourite trophies growing up because we never won the FA Cup when I was um, sort of when I first got into football and understood it for years. We never won it because Bob Paisley never won it. Um, the League Cup was a good good cup to me, but you know, the European Cup was a bigger cup to me, mm. and. You know, I think I think that tournament, that the, the Club World Championship, whatever it's called, I don't even know the name of it. <laughs> Club World Cup. <laughs> so, that was getting mixed up as well. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's a big tournament, but as you say, it's a big tournament for the world, which is what Liverpool are now. Liverpool, Liverpool are a, are a world club. They're not they're not just from this little island in the middle of England. They they, they represent the world. Um, it meant a lot to me. Like, Jim, just to be honest, it yeah. meant a lot to me because it was the first time we won it. And when we got to that final, I was desperate to win it. I was yeah. absolutely livid when that referee didn't give that penalty to Sadio and actually gave nothing. I was yeah. livid. You know, I was livid. It was like it was a European Cup final. That's how livid I was. But it, yeah. to me, I wanted that trophy. And I took pride in that trophy. And look at what we've done with it, the club. World yes. champions. You know, we're going to be world champions all the way all the way to June because that's when the next World Cup, uh, the trophy is. They're not doing yes. it in December anymore. We get we get a full 18 months holding that badge. Yes. You know, it's massive for us. It's massive as fans. We love it. It's just, yeah. I mean, look at it now. You look back. We have we have really milked it for that. And uh, so have the club and so have the fans. So we can never look down on that trophy. We can never look... You know, it's it's provided so much joy for everybody. Yeah. So yeah. no way, you know. From now, I think on, it, it, it should be, you should be encouraged to go into it. You should be encouraged as a club to be to be playing it. Um, I mean, Boris Johnson should have been congratulating Liverpool, but um, the Queen should have been. Everybody should have been. You know exactly. And I think you know if that had been a rugby World Cup, you know, there'd have been talk about a bank holiday for us to do the uh, the, the the trophy parade, wouldn't there, and things like that. But no, um, if that would have been a. a, a England winning a World Cup, they'd have given us a week off yep. to celebrate. But you know, because it was Liverpool, it was almost it was kind of played down. But you know what? We don't care, do we? That's the other side yeah, to it. That's what comes across in this. That you know, if you're with us, you're with us. If you're not, well, never mind. Yep. We don't care. Um, we don't care at all. What what I think I don't again. It's um, it got quite emotional. I think watching that because um, I think everybody who remembers the night we won the league. As in, either the night we won it and it was confirmed. I think the night we won it and it was confirmed. I mean, the players were at the hotel uh, celebrating. That was a night of celebrating. I think the night we picked up the trophy felt felt like a, a very emotional night because I think um, finally, finally, so many people will have said that, and so many people will have said um, the person they thought they'd have been with when this was happening because they didn't think it would take thirty years was no longer with them. I mean, I felt that my dad was no longer around. Um, I'd lost him not long before, but in a way, you know, again, that's a happy thing for this year, and I remember that. Um, but then Clock was talking about his dad, who died twenty years ago, um, but he never, never saw him as a manager. manager. Yeah, that hurt, man. That yeah, hurt. and uh, and you know what? That is the type of thing you think about, and all those fans. Uh, the first thing I thought when he said that was, all those fans that have missed this moment that you know yeah. should be here. To, to witness it that that didn't you know yeah. all those years you know those years ago and um you know you just think about the 96 that point first thing first because that should never have happened and uh yeah just 
you know th th those are the type of things you think and then obviously your, your dad as well you know with just what just happened and stuff jim there's so many stories you could probably point out with people but then it gets yeah. emotional doesn't it you start yeah, that's does. when the lump comes in and you think jesus you know and he was he wasn't a good footballer Klopp, if we go back to his story for a second he, he no. says himself he wasn't the best footballer and that at the end of the day he's um he his dad saw him at that point but didn't see the bit where he became world class which is management and yeah <sighs> Yeah. You got the sense of well, he didn't get on greatly with his dad. I think his dad was probably he was hard on him. I don't know for sure. Yeah, he, he had high expectations and and didn't give him a lot of praise by the sounds of it. Which is maybe you know Klopp rather than sort of copying that and mirroring that, he's gone the other way, hasn't he? Where you know um, things he says things like you only focus on what we can change, and you know he, he's so driven and so um, you know so, so knows what to do, knows what to do to win, um, knows who to have around him. Um, there's little insights into the training, but not a lot. Um, Pep, um, you can hear Pep shouting a few times on a few a few bits where they show the training going on. Yeah. Um, I also like the way that um, the match footage looked like it had been shot on film. They've, they've treated the uh, yeah. they treated the the, 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 sh the footage they've got in a way so it looks like it's from a movie, doesn't it, rather yeah. than um, just off Sky. Do you think that's that is one criticism they did use uh, Martin Tyler a couple of times? If I'm being honest, <laughs> to you be know, honest, those are the bits where he was decent, though. Those are yeah, the bits he's... where he was decent. To be fair, um, you know, for we do as... give him a hard time. Yeah. He's not as bad as we say, really. I think we're we're taking it out on him, really, when we're frustrated a lot of the time. No, no, he can't be an idiot sometimes. But <laughs> we'll, we'll agree to disagree to... on that one. Yes. You're trying to be fair, but it's okay. Um, but then, as you say, I think that, that's, that circle of, that, that circle came around though when Hendo got the cup off Kenny. Um, and, yeah. and Kenny's saying he wished he didn't have the mask on so you could see the joy on his face. But you know what? You can see it? Yes. <laughs> his eyes. And it was so clever the way he did that. His eyes are telling you every story you want to know. Oh, you can definitely <laughs> see him happy. He's, he's beaming. You can tell yeah. he's beaming with Kenny. His face has gone red as well. You can tell it's all. You can't hide it. You can't yeah. hide it. It was the yeah. way he was shaking his hand as well. It was, it was perfect, mate. They 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 were very smart with a lot of the the wording they used and um, sorry, whatever interviews they got, but using the right visuals against yeah. it, they were very smart. I thought with that, and I, and that was um, that was one of the, the the best bits of this of this whole thing. I think it was really well made. It will it will touch you in parts. Maybe it won't, but for us, I think we, it, it touched us in areas where we didn't expect it to. But um, yeah. like you said, Klopp was. Um, Kenny even speaks. You know, Kenny's even yes. speaking. Um, as like like Klopp is in an interview. You know, and it, it's fitting the last manager to win it is on this, as is the next one. You know, and the, yes. uh, sorry, yeah. the the current one who won it. So, totally little things that were fitting. Little things yeah. that were perfect, uh, you know. You know, the scouts of the team gets a little part of it. You know, perfect, yes. just really, really good. Sadio it's speaking what? in his own language. There were some yeah. really cool bits, you know, with, and you know, they allowed the players to speak in their own language as well, which was good, for the most yeah. part. And and connect Bobby, Bobby's tattoos and stuff was hilarious. Yes, you know, is going through Come those. It's just really good. Really, one good. of them was messed up, wasn't it? Yeah, you'd, you'd have to <laughs> watch it. it. Um, <laughs> Um, they even, I mean, they even showed some of the clips of like uh, Oxley Chamberlain with his with his missus going up and down the stairs on TikTok and all these other things that happen in lockdown. There's loads and loads of stuff in it, and I think that's what that's what makes it good is that 
all your memories of the season are pretty much in this, but in a in a really good way. And then on top of that as well, there's been uh, they've added some decent music to it. Mm. Um, I know they've got the farm. I think it's Groovy Train, haven't they? In the middle of it somewhere. Yeah. There's a there's a new track by Chelsea Grimes called Liverpool, which really sounds good. And then at the end, um, it's Lana Del Rey with "You'll Never Walk Alone." That was moving, man. That was moving because they changed it as well to something else, to another version of it. Yeah, with like a like a sort of a choir type Quiry male type. choir, yeah. And it was um, that like hits you as well, you know. It's just like oof. It, but to be honest, um, as I read, if you're in the stadium and you're listening to "You Never Walk Alone," uh, there's there's been a, there's been numerous times where I've had a lump in my throat just singing yeah. it. It's just one of those anthems that does it to you. I think it yeah. just does it to you. It just takes you. And you're gone. You're just in that m- movement, that feel. And I think, yeah, I think it happens to the players too sometimes. If they, but I think, I think they can't allow themselves to get too <laughs> too caught up in it. I think, but you know, it is the it literally is the world's best anthem to have pre and post match for a team, regardless of how the team does. You know. It's... And uh, Clark reckoned he liked it anyway, didn't he? Before he came, to he said anthem. it was my anthem. He said this is my anthem yeah. anyway. You know, because he was, yeah. it was also at Dortmund, wasn't it? Yes. I think, I don't know if he bought it in or if it was before, but um, I wouldn't know that. But whilst he was manager, and it still is now there, so it must have probably been before, but they had it also. So just. Uh, yeah, just it wasn't just good. Jerry and the Pacemakers that sang it. It's uh, it, 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 that, They did a cover, obviously, of the original. Um, but And we've covered it ever since. Um, I think that as well is obviously the title of the thing, The End of the Storm. Um, is fitting as well. It's taken obviously from "You'll Never Walk Alone." Absolutely. And is it is it the end of the storm? Um, it's hard to say at the moment, isn't it? Where we are now, we're still <laughs> we're, we're in the middle of a storm know. at the moment. Exactly. But it was it was though it was though Jim because yeah. at the end of the day, the big thing hung over everybody, whether it be you know staff of the club or fans around the world was that noose around our neck that we hadn't won yeah. the, the the Premier League, you know. Champions League, we were great with, you know, we won it more than every English club, all of them combined, really. And But this 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 one, we just couldn't get it over the line. Like, you know, Hendo and others were saying on the on this, yeah. on this you know, something would go wrong, or the fans were saying, in fact, it was one, of, I think it was the Chinese fan who was saying it, that doesn't matter what we did, we we just you know we'd we'd fail right at the end we'd fail or something would yeah. go wrong and we'd fail. But we this time, showed a certain clip, didn't they, of a, of a player losing his footing? Let's not. Yeah, Endo, <laughs> Endo blamed himself again that he, he did, got actually, sent yeah. off, and because he got sent off, he thought it cost the team. Yes, and and yeah. you know he blamed himself again. Whilst Hen- Gerard's blaming himself, he's blaming himself. So yeah. it just again. And I can't, I can't remember the quote, but Klopp does actually say that you can't do that. You can't blame yourself, and he has in his own way of putting it why you shouldn't and why yeah. why he doesn't expect his players to do that. You know, um, it's about collective responsibility, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think I think honestly, I would tell you now, just um, <clears throat> not just saying this. I mean. But you you can promote you can sort of review things all the time and you can say go and watch this and go and read this and things like that and and sometimes maybe you're kind of not that enthusiastic about it but um, I would definitely say you know go out of your way to go and watch this one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll probably share a couple of links on Twitter once it is out. Uh, I think not sure if it's on pre-order just yet, but if it is, we'll put that link out there as well. But um, 
Let me just double check Amazon whilst we're on here. And if it's on there, then you can just quickly search for uh, the end of the storm. And, 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 you know, that's how you go in end of the storm. Yeah, it's easy title to remember as well. You know, just think of the lyrics. It's there, yeah. Nine ninety nine <laughs> pre order. You can um, you can get that absolutely. So Blu Ray twelve ninety nine. It's all there. Um, I think it'd be on digital as well. So if you just want to, um, if you can't be bothered like walking over to a machine and putting a thing into another thing, um, you can probably just press some buttons on your iPad or whatever, can't you? Must be, must be, <laughs> must be available. So this will be released on November thirtieth. So yeah, go to. Um, Go to Amazon.co.uk and it's end-storm-dvd, I think. I think yeah, and if we, if we get any other links or offers or anything like that, obviously we'll share them on uh, social, won't we? We'll yeah. get them out there. Well, you know what? I think we, we've talked almost as long as the thing itself, I think. Um, <laughs> in all honesty, though, we couldn't do it justice, could we? We could, have, we could have talked for another three hours and we wouldn't have done it justice. It was so good. But it has been good to kind of uh, to have the chance to talk about it. We don't get a lot of chance to talk to each other these days, do we? So I think that's what I like about Anfield Index and all the podcasts is that even if you can't always join in, although you should, get yourself on Discord because there's plenty of ways you can get involved there. But if you can't always join in, you actually can listen to other people chatting and try and feel part of it. Because um, I know Gags will agree with me on this. We want everyone to feel a part of this 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 place. Um, you're all welcome. You're all part of it. You all make it what it is. Um, so please, please, please try and get involved. Gags, thanks for your time. No thanks problem. for... Um, Thanks for watching it with me, although we didn't watch it at the same time. Um, that would have been and good. Maybe, yes. One day we'll all be able to go and watch things together again, and maybe it'll be a game. One day, one day, one day. One Won't day. be long, I'm sure. Um, but for now, Gags, thank you. And for listening, thank you as well. Stay safe, and we will be back soon. Um, if not on Scouser Tommy's, there's loads of other stuff you can have a listen to on here, so, so please do. Podcast Network.